It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's tough to be the comeback kids every single game, man. The Wizards take an L to the Charlotte Hornets. It's tough. We'll get more into it on this episode of Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? Back with another Locked On Wizards episode with me and your boy, Ed. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I mean, like I said in the opening, guys, it's tough to be the comeback kids every single game. The Wizards go down double digits again. They bring it back. They almost did it, but they couldn't finish the job this time, and it's tough. It's tough. So, Ed, I want to get started with what's your main takeaway from this game? Um, it was a, It was a tough one. Um, I wish we could put up the dub, but, you know, it, it's a tough. You can't win everyone, but... Uh, this was another winnable game. Uh, it's frustrating, you know. It was kind of it looked it really looked similar to the first time we played the Hornets. At times we just could not hit a three at all, and then they started hitting threes. Terry Rozier was just a man possessed. He couldn't miss tonight. He hit was seven threes. He hit eight threes, eight for eleven from the three point line. Um, that that can't happen. And he had, he had some he had a couple wide open threes. He had a couple transition threes. Um, he, he couldn't miss. He really couldn't miss. LaMelo Ball got penetration every time he went pick and roll with Miles Pumley, pick and roll with Nick Richards. He was really pushing the ball, pushing the pace. I thought he did carry a couple times, but, uh, of course, the refs weren't calling that. Um, he had a couple threes. Um, he, he dunked on Daniel Gafford, or kind of dunked on Daniel Gafford. I mean, there was just a time in the game where he really controlled the game, and LaMelo Ball definitely has improved from last year, and he's he's gonna he's gonna be a great player for years to come. So I thought he controlled the pace and controlled the game at times. Gordon Hayward gave them good minutes, but we just couldn't hit shots, turn the ball over too much. We had 20 turnovers against the Heat. We had 18 turnovers tonight. We just keep shooting ourselves in the foot uh, with unforced errors. Spencer Dinwiddie against the Hornets. I don't know what it is about the Hornets, but he just can't buy a bucket against the Hornets, and he can't just keep you know trying to wait till the fourth quarter to wake up we know you're clutch we know spencer dinwiddie is super super clutch but you can't just wait until the fourth quarter we need you to flip that switch on 
and get it going from the uh, beginning of the game. But of course, we'll talk about that last play where Miles Bridges misses the dunk. We got to stop. We were down by four. Bradley Bill throws a football pass to Montres Harrell. Harrell uh, catches the ball. He makes a layup. So we get down. We get the stop. Harrell gets the rebound. Melo ball plucks the ball out. Harrell was strong as you know. We know he's super strong. He, you just got you got to be ready and bring the ball down. Um, we know nine times out of ten, <coughs> excuse me, Montrezl Harrell is going to bring the ball down. But Lamelo ball made a heads up play and plucked it out. Now about that shot clock, um, people are saying that it should have went to fourteen instead of a full twenty four. I know that's a quick call that the ref has to make, but of course that's that's what the that's what the refs have to make now. I, you know, I looked at it and it is it is a tough call to make. But like like I said, you do have to make that call and set it back to 14. It's very close. But of course, being a Wizards fan, you're like, man, you, you can't miss that call. You just can't. So that did hurt us. And, and Terry Rozier just had a would have would, it might not even matter because Terry Rozier had, had a wide open three. And he knocked it down um, and that put them up. by I want to say five. Yeah, five. We got a couple of texts because we were frustrated with the refs, um, but we were still able to rally back. Uh, we had a couple turnovers towards towards the end. Bradley Bill had a couple turnovers, but he did hit a big three. But once again, turnovers in, in defense, not being able to stop Rozier. Rozier, LaMelo Ball had 28 points, 13 rebounds, and seven assists. Rozier had 32 points and uh, four assists. So those two guards just – they did whatever they felt like doing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, Gordon Hayward had a solid game too. Um, but turnovers and, and just shooting for the three-point line, we were – Nine for 36 from the three-point line, 25%. We were eight for 42 in that first game. So we just we just we just can't buy buy a uh, buy a bucket against these guys. And um, I thought we did do better. They did try to play zone. I thought we did better. But being the comeback kids, that worked against the Miami Heat, but it's not gonna work every night. We can't do that. And I thought we actually did. I thought I liked our first half, that first quarter. It was ball movement, we're moving the ball around. Um, but we just got stagnant. And then right before the end of the first half, LaMelo ball hit like almost a half court three near the logo. And then right before that, he had a three. I want to say he had back to back threes uh, to end the first half. And they went up 59 to 50. And then at one point they got up by 16. So it, some of the parts of the game were, were pretty ugly, but I thought we did chip away and chip away. But shout out to Montrose here. He had 23 and um, 24 and 18 off the bench in 27 minutes. So he, he had a great game, but. We just can't win games trying to come back at the end. It's just not always going to work out like that. Yeah, and, I mean, if I was to take something away from my main takeaway, I would definitely point to it's a couple of things, man. I could go with the turnovers. I could go with the three-point shooting. I can go with the three-point defense. But I'm going to go with – I feel like the turnovers, man. The, the turnovers hurt. Uh, they had a couple late turnovers in the fourth quarter. Bradley Bill uh, had a couple turnovers. He had one where he stepped on the line. He had one where he threw the ball away. I, I mean, it's it's tough to win games when you're consistently having 18, 17, 16 turnover games, man. It's You got to protect the ball. The Wizards have to do a better job of protecting the ball. You cannot have almost 20 turnovers. Every time you step on the court, expect to be where you are, where they are currently in the standings. Yeah, you know, it, it can't happen. And it, I think that's the most frustrating thing for me personally. It, it's just when when it's just bad turnovers. You've seen, you, you see them all the time during the game where somebody may throw the ball away off a rebound. Like Montrez got a rebound. And he tried to dump it off to Denny. No, it was... 
then he blocked it. Montrez got the rebound. Then he's taking off down the court, and Montrez is expecting him to come, you know, get the ball. But he's running down court, and it's a turnover. It's like silly turnovers like that. Those are, you know, a little irritating. So they got to clean that up. They definitely got to clean that up, man. Turnovers is my main takeaway for sure out of this game. But, I mean, you hit on it. The three-point shooting, they can't. I don't know if it's the Hornets or what. Maybe the Hornets. Some teams just got your number. Some teams definitely got your number. But before I do get into just my whole full spill of the game, it does have a message over at Shopify from our friends. Yep, and this episode is brought to you by Shopify. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify POS, our point-of-sale app, and and accompanying hardware. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly, effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps you make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and more. It allows you to gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked on Wizards. We are now at 1,100 subscribers. Yeah, and to hit on my points on just all the of the game in general terry roger i mean he was a beast today 32 points 11 for 19 from the field 8 for 11 from three i think he put a new move on i don't know if it was howl netto or was it aaron holiday but i know he had a nice move um and shot the midi and made that Lamelo ball 
dude was doing his thing. He had he pulled he got hot from three into that second half. Then he pulled one where he was far back, almost at the logo. I mean, he had twenty eight mm-hmm. points, thirteen rebounds. It was a quiet game for Miles Bridges, and Mason Pumley was just there really uh, he found out of the game gordon hayward had a quiet 16 but lamello and trey rosier those were the two guys right there who really did the wizards in i mean you look at martin off the bench Ubre off the bench richards off the bench they only had seven seven and three points each respectfully but <laughs> lamello rosier those guys killed the wizards today they killed them and lamello ball just to talk about him for like a little bit i mean that guy's special um, the way he plays with pace, the way he facilitates and everything. I mean, the kid's really good. But the Wizards have to do a good job, a better job at defending the three, man. You can't give these guys 48% from the three. You just can't do it. And 44% from the field. I mean, 15 for 31 is, is tough. Especially when you're shooting nine for 36 from the three. I mean, I, you could easily say the three-point the three-point game was the biggest difference in this game. You know, if the Hornets shoot 33% from three, the Wizards probably win this game. Anytime a team gets close to 110 points, the Wizards typically lose that game. Not typically. I mean, if you go back in the schedule, the Heat scored 112, they lost. The um, Raptors scored 109, and they lost. The Hawks scored 118, and the Wizards lost. So anytime a team gets to that 110 mark, it's not looking good for the Wizards. So I, I just really got to say the three-point defense, man, has to be better. The turnovers have to be better. Uh, it, it's, it's just tough because I really – they dominated on the boards. Eh? We they did. dominated we did. on the boards. Yeah, Trans was a monster. to 36. 20 offensive rebounds to the Hawks. I mean, to the Hornets, six. That's crazy. And, and, I mean, it didn't, in the end, it didn't matter. It's crazy to have that big of advantage on the boards and still take an L. Mm. But, uh, I, I mean, Ed, to get more into your full thoughts about the game, uh, what more do you have to say? Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, second chance points, we dominated. We had 24, they only had three. So, I mean, we dominated in the paint. And like I said, it, it felt like deja vu a little bit. This, Of course, this game was a lot better than the last game. It was more competitive. But it felt, <laughs> excuse me, it felt like deja vu. I felt like, you know, Gafford was able to, you know, score in the paint whenever he got, you know, his chances and dunk on, on guys. He had a couple of dunks. Trez was just unstoppable. Um, all those bricks we put up from the three-point line, it was like he was there to get the rebound and put it right back up. It was either a dunk or he was getting to the free throw line. I mean, he was a man possessed. He really was. For him to have 20. 24 points and 18. Like, that's incredible. 10 for 13 from the field. I mean, he had a grown man game. That's that's a game where you you will your team to win. And he went four for five from the from the um, free throw line. He had seven offensive rebounds. Like, that's that's incredible. Like, um, but the three-point shooting continues to be a problem for the Wizards team. Uh, we're ranked 25th in the NBA from the three-point line, 33%. We're ranked 24th in the league in three points attempted. So we don't shoot many. We don't make many. Um, you know, like I said earlier, Davies Bertans. I'm not going to say Davies is going to change a whole bunch because we know Davies can get very cold. He's very hot or cold, but he will help being a threat. I can't wait for Thomas Bryant to re- return as well because he's a he's a big that can shoot. 
And I think that will help with spacing and offensively, and that will give this team a different dynamic. You know, Trez is a great pick-and-roll guy. Gaff is a great pick-and-roll guy. But we do – we could definitely use a stretch five, a guy that can roll – because Th- Thomas Bryant can roll to the basket and he can um, shoot three. So that will definitely give a different dynamic to the team. You talked about pace the other day. You know, I bring this up again. We were running up and down in the beginning of the game, and it was working out. Like, we were trying to play at their level, and then it stopped working. You know, our level, our game is just slow and methodical. You know, we're ranked 23rd in pace. The Charlotte Hornets are ranked second in pace, and they want to run. LaMelo Ball wants to get the ball and just zoom and just go. Um, And it worked for them, and it didn't work out for us. So I thought we started to slow it down a little bit. And uh, we started playing our ball. We started to get to the basket. I thought we did settle a little too much for threes. And then Bradley, Bradley started, Brad Bill started getting to the basket. Montrose Harrell started getting to the basket. And then we just started to chip away the lead. We did start hitting threes. Spencer hit a three. I want to see, say, <laughs> KCP hit a three. Um, but individual performances, KCP had a, he had a decent game, 17 points. Uh, but he was a minus 17. Um, Dinwiddie's just got to step up, man. I don't know what it is with him and playing with Bradley Bill. He averages 28 points with Bradley Bill, and then once he plays with Bradley Bill, um, he just takes a back seat. We're, we just kind of need him to be uh, more aggressive. Um, Denny, he, I thought he had good moments with the clamps. He, he did the Exxon on Miles Bridges. He did the Exxon on Gordon Hayward, um, and then it just didn't continue in the second half. Um, but, yeah, Neto, Neto's got to be better, man. Something's going on with Paolo Neto. He's missing free throws. He's turning the ball over. He's missing shots. He's not playing like he did at the beginning of the year. And I know it's still early, but some of those games he he was cra- like he was playing well. He was playing better than um, Dinwiddie at times in some of those first couple of games. So um, Kisper was off tonight. Just to talk about individual performances, I thought Aaron Holiday gave us somewhat of a boost, but um, he missed like back to back threes in the fourth quarter too. So three point shooting, um, I, I can't wait for some guys to come back to help out this three point shooting. So we, we got to improve on that and three point defense. Um, once again, inexcusable to let Terry Rozier get all these open looks like that. That was that was inexcusable. Um, so going back to the drawing board, um, like you said earlier, Wes Unsell said in the press conference that he got outcoached. I personally didn't think he got outcoached. I felt like he got outcoached in the first Hornets game where we just they the zone we just were chickens with our head because off against the zone. I thought we did a lot better against their zone. I, I will compliment Wes on that. So I didn't think I did personally looking at the game. I didn't think he got outcoached, but I know some people. Could agree, disagree with me. I, I didn't. I didn't think he got out coached this game. I just thought we didn't hit a lot of shots and um, defending the three point line was poor on our on our part. Individually, I do want to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, the Wizards need more. You know, they need more than eight points. And a, yes, it's nice for him to hit those hit two big threes in the fourth and hit those clutch shots, but. You can't just do it for you know one quarter and just show up for one quarter. It may help not have to be this situation if you plan like this in the first and the second and the third quarter. And we see it when Brad, like you said, when Brad's not playing, but it's a little different when Brad is playing. And like I said, it's early, and you know I feel like it's a lot of working out. You know the chemistry and you know trying to work on being aggressive while also trying to feed other guys, etc. But, I mean, the Wizards needed more. This is the second straight game against Charlotte that he struggled. I don't know if it's just that team that is doing something against him that's really working. But I'm sure Spencer expects more out of himself. And 
we all know that the Wizards need more than two for 11 and two for seven from the three. You know, we need a better performance out of, he's supposed to be that second option on the team. And our second option can be having eight points and only two points before he hit those two threes in the third, I mean, the fourth quarter, for a little bit in that fourth quarter, he only had two points. And in that first Charlotte game, we know he had zero. So, I mean, there, there's got to be more, there's got to be an improvement there with Spencer. But before we get into our final thoughts and players of the games, X factors, we do have a message from our friends over at Truebill. Is your ex still using your Netflix? That's one woman found out after she downloaded Truebill, which finds and cancels subscriptions with just a tap. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over 100 million. Like Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved 660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved 120 for the year on my Cyrus XM bill, and saved 840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It can save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. We also have our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership from Rock Auto? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from car brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So, Ed, just to get into some final thoughts and player of the game and X-Factor of the game, who are you going with? Um, yeah, so we play, I'm just thinking about Spencer Dinwiddie again, just to piggyback off of, you know, what we've been saying, Spencer, we play the Pelicans next and Spencer Dinwiddie had 27 points and he had nine assists, eight for 20 from the field, four for eight. He shot the ball 20 times. And that's super aggressive from what we've seen when he plays with compared to what he does when he plays with Bradley Bill. So if we could get that Spencer Dinwiddie, that would be beautiful for the game um, against the Pelicans, but Bradley Bill would be playing, so we'll see what happens. But um, player of the game was um, this between Lamelo and Terry. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> they might be like co-player of the game, to be honest. Um, I, I guess I'll go with, with um, Lamelo, and then X Factor was 
was Terry. But Trez had a hell of a game. I mean, he played. He, he had a hell of a game. Twenty four and, and eighteen. That's a grown man game. That's that's that is a shack. That, those are shack numbers. Twenty four and eighteen. Um, that's 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 a game where you, we should win when somebody has an, a stat line like that. Yeah, I, I mean, easily player of the game. I will go with Terry Rozier, X Factor. I will go with Lamelo Ball. Those two dudes tore it up. I mean, they tore it up against the Wizards. I, I'm just hoping my for my final thoughts. I'm just hoping that it's not one of those things where those one of these teams just have your number. Like for a multitude of years, it just felt like the Grizzlies had the Wizards' number. You know, for example. But the Wizards finally exercised those demons. It now seems like it's the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, they've struggled against them in the past, and they're continuing to struggle against them. So hopefully against the Hornets specifically, they can get it together. Like you said, next they do have the New Orleans Pelicans. So hopefully they can right the ship then. But it, like we said before, can be the comeback kids every time, man. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And this, (laughs) excuse me, I call it this. Um, stretch of games with the Heat and the Hornets where they kept playing them back-to-back-to-back or one-and-one or whatever, home-and-homes. The next couple of games are winnable. I'm not going to just jump out there and say, oh, we should go 5-0 and oh, or whatever. Play the Pelicans, who are 3-16. and 16. We play the Thunder, who are 6-11. and 11. Play the Mavericks, who are 9-7, and seven, who are a good team. I don't know if Luke is going to play or not. We'll see. Um, and then we play the Spurs, who are 4-11. and 11. And then we play the Timberwolves, who are 8-9. and nine. So the next really and then the Cavaliers are nine and nine the Raptors are eight and ten Pacers are eight and eleven the Pistons are four and twelve so that really the next ten games are teams that are either at 500 or below 500 so we got to take care of these next 10 games we got to at least win seven out of the next 10 games in my opinion or it's a failure in my opinion but like I said game by game one by one and then everybody we're going to do a mailbag episode tomorrow so um drop your questions down below in the comment section and we'll try to get to all of them uh, tomorrow, but that's that's what I got on this loss tonight. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they write the ship soon, man. They got, like you said, a nice schedule coming up. They should be able to get some of these teams, man. Don't underestimate anybody. Take care of business. Um, but guys, I want to thank you once again for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Well, can't give you a dub today, guys, but hopefully <laughs> next time we will. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Like the videos, comment, all of that good stuff, man. We really look forward to your comments and your support. Thank you, guys. Yep. All right. You guys have a good one. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, means a lot and you guys can leave a mailbag question in, in, on the uh, iTunes reviews too so alright you guys hell to the wizards we're going to bounce back hell to the wizards y'all peace peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today